Welcome to Drunk Watching, our weekly pop culture podcast where we sip on a little something and talk about the films and TV shows we're watching right now. I'm Brittany Danielle, and I'm a writer and pop culture junkie. And I'm Andrea Renee, a lover of pop culture and Brittany's perennial plus one. Today's episode is brought to you by The House of 334, a creative services firm that specializes in creating beautiful brands for badass entrepreneurs. If you have copy, social media, or design needs, holler at the ladies of House of 334 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at House of 334 or online at houseof334.com. If you'd like to sponsor Drunk Watching, hello, hello, we need you, we need you. Send us a bottle and a check um, at <laughs> our email address, which is hello drunkwatching at gmail.com. Once again, that's hello drunkwatching at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at drunkwatching. And while we're giving all the 411 on how to reach us, um, subscribe to our podcast. We are on every major podcasting platform from SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher iTunes and probably some others that you never heard of but we're there too so hit us with a subscribe and a review five stars only five stars only (laughs) we made it we made it so exciting so let's start this week as usual talking about what's in our cup what are you drinking on today um, tonight, I'm keeping it real, real basic because I'm heading out of town tomorrow. And I mean, even if I wasn't, I was still keeping it basic because this is what I got <laughs> in my house. I have a vodka, I have a vodka soda. So, vodka and club soda. The most basic oh. uh, drink ever. It's easy to pour, it's easy to transport. I mean, not that you need to transport drinks, but hey. <laughs> just in case in Casa de K what's in your cup tonight I have a little 1800 uh, ultimate margarita just stood on some rocks and okay. I'm ready to go keeping it fancy in, in mm. honor of insecure uh, <laughs> keeping it royally Ratchet. I think we have worked ratchet. on the intersection of royally ratchet, um, <laughs> not the intersection of hood and ratchet, like I said I was on, or the intersection of ratchet and ratchet, which, like I said before, sounds really violent. Um, we want to keep it in the Bougetto neighborhood where we, you know, it's a high low, give you a little, give you a little culture with your hood. Love it. So, what are we watching right now? Of course, we're going to talk insecure, but. This past week, what are we watching? Um, so this um, past week slash weekend was super busy for both of us. Um, so we weren't watching a whole lot. I don't think like we didn't. That's true. I didn't see. I didn't see Love and Hip Hop. I don't even actually. You know what? I don't think Love and Hip Hop came on because the MTV Awards were on. Uh, oh. So, so I don't think we missed that. Um, I did watch the tail end of the MTV Awards. <sighs> Guys, so mm. we we know that this past week, um, since the last Drunk Watching episode, Queen Aretha Franklin has gone on to be with the Lord. She has gone up yonder. Uh, she is directing the Heavenly Choir. I don't know what kind of music mm. we want, but she passed right. away. And She's so leaving the that first, 
Yeah, she, of course, she is leading the fire. <laughs> um, and the MTV Awards is the first, you know, awards show after she passed. So many people were wondering how they were going to honor Aretha, if they were going to get people to sing, if they were going to do the traditional, um, you know, just, just do it big for the Queen of Soul. And they did it very, it was... Uh-oh. I know you haven't seen it yet, so don't even waste right. your time watching the whole award show. Like, if you can fast forward, actually, just look on Twitter for clips. Um, okay. So here's here's what happened. Madonna what? ruined. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Oh, that that's already a bad sign. Madonna <sighs> ruined Prince's tribute after he died. So. The people at MTV decided to reach out to Madonna again. Um, So Madonna is on screen. And so we come back from commercial and they're playing an Aretha song. So I'm like, okay, it's about to go down, right? It's about to Mm. to get into this Aretha tribute. I'm trying not to have any judgment because I know, you know, MTV is not BET. It's not Clive Davis. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, so I'm not like, I'm expecting, I don't know, Kelly Clark, but Kelly Clarkson, cause just random white people singing about Aretha. Right. Mm-hmm. And then Madonna pops up on the screen wearing, I don't know what the hell she's wearing, like wearing some kind of African tribal, uh, every, it was like, she ransacked somebody's culture and put all of their you know, wears on. I think I tweeted like <laughs> Madonna really went out there in her best cultural appropriation outfit to talk about Aretha because she was in like African beads oh. and a black dress and a headdress. I was like, ma'am, stop it. So that was that was uh-huh. that was the first problem. No, that was the second. First problem it was Madonna. Second problem, she was dressed like a white lady who just went to Africa for the first time and just bought everything and put it on herself. And then she started to tell this story that was like, oh, you know, I went to this audition. Oh, God, I'm looking at it. I went to this audition in the late 70s and early 80s, and I was living in a crack house, and I was like, oh, my God. And she proceeded Mm -hmm. to tell this story that was all about Madonna the only thing that was about Aretha Franklin is that they're both from Detroit. Basically, Madonna told a story about Madonna. She mentioned Aretha Franklin once or twice. She was wearing a ridiculous outfit, and that was the tribute. That was it. And then right after that, like Post Malone came out and 21 Savage and some people I don't know, um, they brought out Aerosmith and then it was the end of the show and they played Madonna. I mean, they played Aretha Franklin in the closing credits in scene. That was the tribute. This is such trash. It was trash in the way that you were describing it. But now that I have a visual, I had to hit the Googles right quick and I... she looks like somebody's garage sale threw up on her. Like that. <laughs> what is this? This is the even... <laughs> need. 
Yeah, I, just, I don't. Even, I don't, I don't it's like that. peak. It's like peak causticity. And shout out to the white listeners. I don't know if we have any. Hey, but y'all got hey, to the people. Do not mm-hmm. let your people go out the house looking like Madonna hit up uh, <laughs> hit up but a like, garage. Have sale. you ever seen Aretha Franklin dress like this? Like I'm trying to figure out what the correlation is to Aretha Franklin because. It was literally they're both from Detroit. That was the whole thing. Madonna's from Detroit. Does anybody from Detroit dress like this? <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out your get up, ma'am. Like you look ridiculous. Well, you know, she got that black kid she adopted from Malawi, and so <sighs> there you go. She's down with the people. I'm so I don't know. Whatever. Well, I don't it was, know if I'm disappointed because I don't I know that I expected anything of MTV like this is what I want to say to MTV to BET to any of the other folks that are trying to do billboard AMA like Grammy just let the montage play like I please I don't really want to hear anybody try to tribute her like maybe Fantasia Maybe like a Jill Scott or a Lettucey, but really, I mean, and really, I would love Patty LaBelle, but I'm sure that's probably not <laughs> gonna go down. But I'll just just let all the clips play, like just let Aretha do Aretha, and then at the end we can just stand and clap. That's just that's just how I feel. I'm, I'm I mean, it. and if you're really gonna do it, like yeah, Patty, that would be. <laughs> You know what? I think I think Patty would do it, but I think Aretha would be bad from from heaven. Yeah. She'd be like, no, no, not at all, kids. No, no, get her out of here. Oh um, gosh! But you know what they really should do? They should just do. They should just pull really great gospel singers because at the at the heart of it, that is what that's where Aretha came from. Her voice was very much rooted in okay. the gospel tradition. Yeah. Um, just cool gospel singers who can cross over and still sing. Like, we grew up in church. We heard yeah. lots of people with lots of great voices. Like, all the good voices are in church. Just pull yeah. all the gospel. Get Tamala Man. Get mm. add in Jasmine Sullivan. Because she can sing all yeah. the things. Add in Layla Hathaway because she can sing all the things. Mm-hmm. Like Layla Hathaway, Jasmine Sullivan, bunch of gospel people. The end. I'm still upset not Layla idea. was not um, in that Patty Le- um, in that uh, Anita Baker tribute. Like, yeah, like, that doesn't make sense. How come Layla wasn't singing Angel? Like, unless she was on tour, she should have been on that stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we grew up in church. We can put this thing together like that. Um, like that. I, I really want them to do, and I think Clive Davis is working on a tribute. At least he was before Aretha passed. He said he was working on something. Um, but I really want them to do one like, remember when they did that Stevie Wonder tribute on BET and um, Jamie Foxx mm-hmm. was hosting it? He kept calling Steve L. Steve L. Like, I really. I really want them to do it like that because that one was actually really good. I think Beyonce was in there before she blew all the way up because this was like 2002. So Beyonce wasn't mm. the Beyonce we know now. 
But if it's Arisa, they're going to be able to get everybody. So they need to put that yeah. together, get all the viewers, stunt on everybody because MTV, like, throw the whole award show away. Yeah, just don't don't rush it and don't make it an afterthought. Like, you really need to be thinking about this now, reaching out to key people. And honestly, if you don't know what you're doing, if you're the exec <laughs> and you're supposed to be making this decision and this is not your thing, as in Aretha is not your thing, soul music is not your thing, gospel music is not your thing, like, like pass that off to somebody. Get some help because I think it'll be a smooth riot. Like, we... <laughs> We we dealt with the whole Prince disrespect, you know, like that was tough. But this, because you're gonna have like moms, grandmas, aunties, great grandmas, like you gonna have all the generations pissed if you mess this up. Because so mm-hmm. yeah, all the pressure. They, everybody's pissed already. Who was looking at the MTV Awards and saw Madonna in her vacation mm-hmm. outfit from Malawi or Morocco or whatever African nation she stole that shit from. It was terrible. Oh, I don't want to put that on anybody. <laughs> right. She just stole it from a flea market and then that was it. Right. <laughs> that was her outfit for tonight. Trash. It was, trash. It was ridiculous. Trash. Um, well, speaking of trash... <laughs> Yeah. Not that the show is trash, but these things uh, that I witnessed on Black Ink Cruise Chicago. I did it live tweet this week, so um, I was really excited because I had, you know, conversations with people who were up watching, and one of the funniest parts that got retweeted uh, several times was when Ryan, who was the lead tattoo artist, accidentally got socked in the face during a melee and his face started to swell up and I used it I used it I used the gif from uh Hitch when Will Smith's face was all lumped up. I don't know if you've seen Hitch. Aww, and yeah. so yeah. Okay. OMG. And so it was funny to me, like my personal key, but it apparently was funny to several people. And so we continued to laugh into the night about Ryan. But generally, I know um, that you may not watch this show, but generally it's about, you know, some friends who started this tattoo shop and in this last season, they fell out. And so Ryan is the leader, uh, you know, the one that had the vision and put everything together. And because he slept with one of his employees and got caught, uh, got caught because he has a baby mama slash longtime girlfriend slash maybe fiance uh, because he got caught he had to you know really like get her out of the shop and the rest of the folks are like we're family like she she doesn't have to go anywhere because you messed up and so ultimately he ends up this season you know starting his own starting another shop taking the name with him with yeah with him and filling the new shop with new people so this week, the new shop and the old shop wind up in Jamaica to support one of the artists, you know, that's still cool with Ryan. And they end up slap boxing in the street, pretty much. It's just <laughs> goes down. Why do people wait until they go, like, international to act a donkey? 
Oh, that was like number that. my question. I was like, Jamaica, Jamaica or Jamaica Queens? Like, I didn't know if this is the original Black Ink crew in New York. Like, they just no, got on the train uh-uh. and went to Queens. Oh, no, they no. went to the island of Jamaica to uh, box in the street over tattoos. In the street. Like, literally, it was a street uh, party or street festival. So they were literally in the street fighting. So one of the guys, uh, now... <laughs> I don't know. I have heard of Mustard on the Beat, but apparently there's a producer named London on the track. <laughs> I don't oh, know. Yeah, I, Jay yeah. You know I keep seeing, I don't, okay, so I don't know anybody. I don't know him, okay. but for, I keep seeing him comment on people. So I've fallen down, as I mentioned last week. I've fallen, do not judge me, people. I've fallen down lots of reality star Instagram pages. Um, <laughs> And producer Instagram. I don't, I was just going from like page to page, like looking at Ciara's page and looking at so and so's page. And London on the track was always like commenting. So I don't know who this person is. I've never heard anything they made. Well, to my knowledge, I've never heard anything they made, but I've seen their name on Instagram. Okay. Well, I hadn't even heard or seen that until the show. So he's, you know, spots this guy, uh, his name is Four, uh, you know, at a big thing in Chicago and tells him, hey, I really like your sound. I like what you're doing. Come fool with me in L.A. We can, you know, kind of put down some tracks and see what happens. Four goes to L.A. from Chicago, leaves his little tattoo needles behind. And when he gets there, London says, hey, I'm doing this thing in Jamaica. You should roll with me. Now, he tells Ryan, because Ryan's out there doing tattoos for Nicki Minaj, like that's the time that you see that they're still really cool, even though the rest of the crew, if you will, they're not cool with Ryan. So he's there when he gets the invitation. He being Ryan is there when Ford gets the invitation to Jamaica. He's like, yeah, we're going, we're going. So in a later clip, you see that four is like, you know, on FaceTime with the crew back in Chicago, like, hey, I got this great opportunity. I'm going to Jamaica to perform in this festival with London on the track. They're like, oh, that's great, bro. And they get off the phone and realize, damn, he didn't even invite us. But you know what? We're going anyway. Like, they get so excited. They're like, yeah, we're going to surprise him, blah, blah, blah. They get down there, and the surprise is, both crews, if you will, are there. And that's the first time, you know, that they've kind of seen each other face to face. To add insult to injury, um, one of the tattoo artists uh, named Lily in Chicago, uh, the Chicago crew, was dating another artist that left with Ryan. And now he has a new girlfriend. So there's that whole triangle uh, been battling on Instagram. Now we're finally seeing each other face to face. And that started the whole ruckus. Like, first it was just kind of like, are we looking at each other like, oh, them, oh, them. But when the whole love triangle saw each other, then it got to cracking so much that Junior, who is the, the guy in the triangle, him and his girlfriend, they got sent home because Junior's wild fist of fire is why Ryan's face wound up swelling up but he was trying to keep him you know calm and Junior's like flailing like crazy and pops him in the face so with all of that the crews sit down um, 
with or the crew sits down with Ryan for dinner to see if they can iron things out after that big, you know, thing in the street. London came and told four, like, hey, the same people that were promoting the street festival are promoting or in charge of the concert and they don't want you there. So four gets real upset, which is understandable, and says, you know, you guys need to work this out. Long story short, ain't no working it out. <laughs> They're demanding that Ryan apologizes to them. Ryan's like, don't hold your breath. And so that's how that episode ends. But yeah, just a bunch of childishness. Like I'm, you can tell they all miss each other and they really should just high five it out and, and make their money. Like just don't let stuff like that get in the way of your money. But that was yeah. Black and Crew Chi-Town. Mm-hmm. It seems like everybody's having, um, you know, questionable friendship issues. Like, to bring it back to our main show on Insecure, um, this season three, episode two show was kind of all about Issa and Daniel navigating this new phase of their friendship. And... Mm-hmm. um I really thought it was a really cool episode. It's, a, it's the first episode that, not the first, I'm not sure if it's the first, but it's the first, obviously, of this season where we don't see Molly. So right. the whole episode is pretty much just um, outside of Issa at work and, you know, a quick pop-in from Kelly, who I absolutely adore. Um, this whole episode is basically about Daniel, really. And I think one of the interesting things for me is that it is, it is, um, you know, like in superheroes, every character has an origin story. Every hero has an origin story. And this was really, um, in my opinion, Daniel's origin story. Like, we saw him mm-hmm. show since the first season, but we didn't really know Daniel outside of he's a producer. In this episode, we got to see some of his insecurities um, and get to hear more of his background, especially when we get to the club scene with him and... um What's his face? I don't remember that dude's name. Um, Khalil. Him and Khalil, like, we get to see, like, oh, I thought at some point, I was like, oh, my God, I hope they do not make me hate Daniel because his ego was just kind of, like, raging, you know? Not raging, mm-hmm. like, in an um, overbearing way, but you can see it. Like, you can see his ego, like, like him struggling against himself to not be a jerk <laughs> and to not, you yeah. know let it overtake the Daniel that we've come to know. So this is a really cool episode um, in that capacity for me. And I know for you, when I was watching it, I was like, oh my God, here we go. <laughs> this is going to Andrea more fire for her. Daniel and Issa got to be together situation. Yes. <laughs> Just I like, before we so dig, yeah, before we dig in, like what were your kind of initial thoughts about that episode? I felt the same way. I felt like, wow, you know, we are getting to see Daniel outside of, you know, just the lens that we were given, like, through Issa's eyes, uh, season one, you know, kind of the one that got away to, you know, let me see if this is going to work. Oh, my God, I can't believe I did that. And then kind of tossing him away. And then season two, of course, that, you know, definitely didn't sit well with me, but you know, kind of using him as the fallback or just, you know, when she needed things. And so 
I really like seeing them interact. And I feel like, you know, even if they make us wait for something real, you can see at least like how they, you know, were friends for all those years anyway and why that attraction, you know, is still really prevalent. And I'll say today, but in that moment, you know, like watching them look at each other at the club, like, you know, he's looking at her, presuming maybe that something's going on over there and she's looking at him, presuming something maybe is going on over there. And it's just, you know, there are moments together. I love that, you know, he can talk to her, even though, you know, clearly he wasn't (laughs) really feeling her. Um, from last from the last episode, but it's just like even when he's upset with her, he's like, okay, it's still Issa, and and I said vice versa. So yes, you definitely felt right because I was clapping my hands in all kinds of everything, um, particularly by the end of the episode. So I love it. We got more info. One of the things that I don't, so you know, we live tweet. Uh, shout out to people who follow us on Twitter. If you are not following us on Twitter, we live feed every single episode of Insecure, plus some extra episodes of whatever we're watching at the time. <laughs> also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Drunk Watching. Um, so one of the things when, when I think I was live tweeting this week, and um, one of the things I noticed though, like, you know, most, most of the women who watch the show are fans of Daniel. They love Daniel. Like, I like Daniel. I'm, you know, I'm like, oh, Daniel, he's not good enough for Daniel, but I've, I've altered that. I think they're not, you know, exactly good enough for each other at this moment, and they can evolve mm-hmm. to be good enough for each other. Um, they're just not in a good place to kind of start to, like, if they were to get into this relationship or whatever, I wouldn't want that to happen right now because I feel like it's not in a stable place. Like I need her to get her life together first. Yeah. And then, you know, feel like a whole person and then come back and see if this is a thing. Um, But one of the things I like a lot of men who watch the show who were a part of the Lauren type, they do not like Daniel. And I don't, I mean, like, I'm thinking brotherhood, y'all can't switch sides <laughs> and be on Team Daniel, but they're like, no, forget him. Everything Issa said she couldn't do for, for Lawrence or that she wasn't doing for Lawrence, she's doing for Daniel. Like, they were mad that she was, I mean, I guess we could just dive into it, but they were <laughs> mad that she was, like, encouraging him um, and all of that, but I think there are some huge differences between East, I mean, between Lawrence and Daniel that we can talk about when we get to that particular scene. Um, but I, I just don't understand it. Like, I don't understand why people, why men, maybe we need to have a guy on the show so he can explain, like, why mm. they not rocking with Daniel? Is it, what's, what's the deal? With, why do, have you seen that? Have you noticed that? Um, I have, but I just think it's, you know, she cheated on him and now she looks to be building something with somebody else. And that's why I mentioned, you know, sort of last week, like, you know, do you think, you know, she feels guilty, she being Issa, about, you know, having real feelings for this guy being that it's kind of derived from this negative place in her last relationship. 
also the guys who may be feeling a little tender about it. Like she didn't just become somebody else overnight. Like you have to know that whatever she's doing here, she did with Lawrence. Like we're watching them or we've caught up with them. What at the end of year five, like who knows how much encouragement she doled out over those years. And quite frankly, I still feel like she was encouraging. She just, she probably had a little more stink on it just because she was tired and, and broken down. And now we can see like what her financial situation is that, you know, if that had anything to do with it, like, yeah, you really don't. And it's easier. Let's just say, I mean, it's easier to be encouraging to somebody who's not really connected to you. I will say that like their business is not hurting your business or their finances is not hurting your finances. You can be, you know, Queen Yama Van Zandt if you want to, to somebody else. But yeah, when you're in something with someone else and they're not listening to you, they, you know, are resistant to everything that you have to say, then it's different. It's different. So I'm not going to say like, oh, he's just doing all this for Daniel and she wasn't doing this for Lawrence. Hey, we don't know. We we picked up at the end. But I would assume, <laughs> I would assume that she, you know, kind of gave him the same thing, but it just didn't take that way. And I mean, these are two different men and two different situations. Some people are just haters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I literally, I mean, we often have similar opinions in that. <laughs> and that was literally <laughs> like what I told somebody else, but they're like, because we don't, we didn't see years one through three or even one through four. We saw like the last, mm-hmm. the, the end basically of their relationship. Um, we don't know how much encouraging and all that kind of stuff that she was doing for, for Lawrence. Cause some guy hit me up with like, she wasn't encouraging his app. And I'm like, Lawrence wasn't even invested in his app when we first met him. So, right. you know, it's hard for you to cheerlead for somebody who don't want to be cheerled. That's not a word. <laughs> I feel like no, know this is what happens when you cheerlead for somebody who don't want to be cheerled. You mm-hmm. end up looking for apartments and not able to afford them. So that's where the episode begins. Like Isa is still trying to get out of Daniel's house. She doesn't want to be a burden and she can't afford it. <laughs> she just mm-hmm. can't afford it. And the way the LA market is currently set up, like even if she was like doing well, she still probably wouldn't be able to afford it by herself. It is crazy. That's why you'll wind up with a roommate until you're married. And then, then you still have a roommate. Right. Right. <laughs> um, roommate. So <laughs> hopefully at this rate, mm, roommates for a good three or four years. And then you don't yeah. see them on the Instagram no more. You'd be like, what happened to No. Right. <laughs> for life. Um, so after East is looking for an apartment, like uh, multiple things are not going well for her currently. She don't have an apartment. Work is is shaky, and we go back to we got y'all, and they're talking about the we <laughs> we got y'all logo and how it's a white hand scooping up black children, and how some people may view it as a little bit, you know, a little racist, particularly given this climate and given, like, 
last week, the previous episode, Issa was calling the schools that decided not to partner with them anymore. And a lot of it was around like, oh, you only got one black person working there, which I found hilarious because it was Issa. Or, oh, you, you guys teach Eurocentric curriculum or whatever. And I mean, I thought this was really good how Joanne, um, like Joanne, you know, in her mind, she's not being prejudiced or racist or whatever. And she's not, you know, but she's just not, um, she has these blind spots, right? So she probably mm-hmm. probably got y'all who knows how long ago. And when she started it, we weren't in the same place that we are now. So now you're not going to be like, we got y'all. And it's a whole organization full of non-black people or non, you know, for the most part, non-people of color. There's like a couple people. Um, And you're primarily going into black and Latino neighborhoods to, you know, speak, <laughs> speak slang to them and tell, we got y'all. Like, that does right. look a bit white saviorish. So I'm glad that, um, you know, even if it's not, if, even if Issa's attempt to talk about these things, which is frustrating, right? Like, if you're the only black person in the room, you don't want to right. constantly be the one who talks up about all the black issues. You don't want to be the one who always brings up like, hey, maybe you want to think about this because you want people to to know it. And it's good that her coworkers are also aware of the issues that we got y'all. But it right. sucks that they kind of get credit for illuminating some of the stuff that she <laughs> she already tried to tell Joanne about. And I think that's why, especially at that meeting, she just kind of fell back, you know, even when someone said, hey, you know, we should probably defer to Issa. She's like, eh, thanks, but y'all got it. Because I'm sure a mixture, just like you said, of just being tired of being the one to bring it up. And then, you know, hey, if I do bring it up, somehow someone else magically, you know, gets the credit or the shine. So why bother so and during that meeting she gets another denial for apartments like mm-hmm. more reminders that life sucks <laughs> for me right now yeah you know? girl like it's gonna be hard it's gonna be hard and because this episode is basically about her and daniel we cut to daniel in the studio and we see him having a hard time um so i it's, I assume Jada, Jada's his niece because in the last episode mm-hmm. we called him Uncle, mm-hmm. Uncle Daniel. One really cool thing was they look just alike. Did you beat that? I, not really, but I, I wasn't, you know, I was watching for the storyline but not paying attention to those kind of details. So now I'll, I'll go back and, and look. I thought no, she was cute though, but I, mean, I didn't They had like them. the big, like, they both had the big gums and like they, they looked very <laughs> So now I'm curious to see if they're related. I mean, not uh-huh. in a bad way, but they just look very similar to me. I'm like, right. oh, that might actually be Jada. Or they just did a really good job casting her. Exactly. But I think mm-hmm. her um, her comment that his music makes her think too much uh, and people just want to be ratchet, I think that is one of the things that he has been struggling with that we see later on when he's trying to hook up with Spider and <laughs> that we saw last week with um, Don singing, baby, baby, like, ooh, baby, ooh, baby. 
And the dude's like, just listen to the lyrics. And those were literally the lyrics, which, shout out to Ashanti, gave me, gave me Ashanti. <laughs> shout uh, out to hilarious. Um, but that's, I, but mean, I think, I believe yeah. she represents what so many young people are saying. Kids are like, who cares? It's a bop. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was watching that like tonight. I was I was on that latter half of the MTV Awards, and somebody named Juice World came on, and mm. I, and the, the introduction to Juice World was like he's blowing up, and I'm like I've never heard of this person, so I called my son into the room. I was like, Yo, do you know who Juice World is? He's like, Yeah, he's really popular. Um, <laughs> I was like that. Beautiful. Wow! But I, I felt comforted that he couldn't name like a Juice World song, so he can't be that popular. Like mm-hmm. maybe my kid is just out of touch too. Maybe we're both out of <laughs> touch because he has an out of Which touch. Which is okay, mom. right? <laughs> but yeah, Juice that kind of plays into like with no O is Juice W R L D. People are allergic to vowels these days. Um. But then, yeah, that kind of plays into Daniel's struggle. Like, he's trying to, when, later on when he's at the club, he's like, I'm, I'm fucking with cellos now. I was like, dude probably don't even know what a cello is. At all. What are you even talking about? Face. Right. Like, what's a cello? He probably thought he said he's messing with jello. Like, come on, Daniel. <laughs> come on, sir. Oh, my Lord. So every, everybody's right. struggling. Everybody's struggling. Especially Issa and her 425 credit score. Like, I, mm. we had to Google. So we had a pre show conversation about, <laughs> about the show. We're kind of going through the episode. I was like, is that even possible to have a 425? Apparently, you can have a three, it starts at 300. 300, 300 to 850. 300 to 850. So, so 425 is still bad. And I, I'm not going to mm-hmm. pretend like I've always been in the land of good credit. I'm not going to pretend I'm in the land of good credit right now. Because <laughs> I, I am currently residing in the land of fair credit, according to creditkarma.com. Um, <laughs> I am I'm fair to right now, on my credit. Right, me like, go, I, like, let me go check some things. <laughs> not put myself on. I'm like about three points away from good right now. So I'm not going to be hating too hard on Issa. But I'm nowhere, <laughs> nowhere near 425. But for me, um, again, a random dude in my Instagram, in my um, Twitter comments was like, Issa don't got it together. She got 425. And like, I think he was in the Lawrence Hive. But like these mm-hmm. are the things that happen to you because you have right. supported somebody for uh, two or three years trying to keep both of y'all cool, trying to make sure both of y'all eat, trying to shoulder the rent, the utilities. Because Lawrence was unemployed for a long time. And so I think mm-hmm. a lot of people, um, people in the hive kind of, forget that like they forget he was unemployed for two years that's a lot of time that's a lot of money the rent got to get paid because he was not homeless in those two years he was not hungry in those two years he looked like a bum 
but he was like mm-hmm. fed and he had a place to stay. So all that takes a toll. And so now when we see Issa not being able to get an apartment and having a terrible credit score, for me, that just goes back to like all this time, you know, I was about to say all the time she wasted and maybe that's not the right term. Like all this time she invested in her relationship and in her man and it just, you know, it didn't, it didn't yield the (laughs) the results she was hoping for. Right. Right. And now she has to pick up the pieces, but shout out to Kelly, you know, and she's (laughs) in the nicest way possible, but still being Kelly's side girl. (laughs) Once you get off that man's couch, you gotta stay on that couch as long as you can because you're not gonna be able to make it out here by yourself. And I don't think she needed Kelly to tell her that, but you know, shout out to friends who will. <laughs> like, hey, let me right. let me holler at you right quick. Shout out, shout out to friends <laughs> who will keep it real and also want yeah. to stay on their couch. I don't think anybody offered, <laughs> but <laughs> nobody. Nobody. Like, I mean, I, I think Molly kind of offered, but then they had that whole. I guess used to stay with her years ago. Lots of it, it didn't mm-hmm. go well. And her brother offered, but he had too many rules. And so, you know, he didn't want to, he really didn't want to be bothered with her. So. Right. <laughs> Somebody on Twitter did raise a good question though. Where is his family? Well, I was going to say the bird popped back in this episode, but that was so fast. It was like, all right, girl, no. Um, like her parents, her parents, her, parents, yeah, her grandparents, her grandparents, mm-hmm. cousins. Nobody got a couch in all of her whole family. Nobody got besides her brother and his rules. Like her parents don't got a couch she can live on. Mm. Good question. No, and it looks like question. it looks like the answer is no. Nah. Or not if not gonna get an answer. Right. We I mean we've seen Molly's family. We saw her parents, even though Molly treated, right. treated them in a questionable manner. We saw her brothers briefly. Um but yeah, we haven't outside of Issa's brother, we haven't seen any of Issa's family, which I find really curious. Um now, so maybe that if my if my memory serves me correctly, um during last season's premiere and only because we <laughs> we did that good review episode to to start our podcast but i believe when they had the, the little wine part was it called a wind down or is that what she does after the show what were they it calling whatever it was mm-hmm. it okay was a cool wind down. wind down so when the brother came and molly was like this is your plus one and she was like, uh, yeah, it's my plus one. And I think they asked, like, what did they have in common or something? And she was like, when's the last time you talked to mom or did you call mom? I feel like she referenced their parents or, or at least the mother um, in that episode. And I hope I'm not pulling from something else, but I believe that was what happened. So, no, that's, um, yeah, that's what happened. But okay, so at least ago? they're alive. Yeah, I was like, well, at least they're probably alive. Because <laughs> I'm thinking, like, she wasn't like an orphan, you know, or, you know, parents died when she was young. If it, it sounded more, you know, recent, didn't sound like, Oh, I just talked to her last week, but maybe, I don't know. I was just trying to shine some light. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it is still a good point. You know, if, if the mom 
or parents are alive, why are they not an option? Maybe they live somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Again, we're still, I mean, Jane, we're, we are still learning new things about the characters almost every episode. So, right. Maybe that's something that we can so maybe we'll we'll get further them. down along. Yeah. Yeah, maybe we'll meet them. The one thing that, um, <sighs> Issa, Issa really, Issa the character, makes it like just when you want to start rooting for her, then something will happen. So during her conversation with Kelly, and Kelly was like, girl, you better, you know, don't look, don't look a gift horse in the mouth, basically. Yeah, I love she's so silly. Oh, but I love her. And she looks good because, you know, reviewing all these episodes, you can definitely see um, that she slimmed off as well. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Health and Wealth, Health and Wealth. So... No, what I was going to say was, um, before my son busted in the room, and I was like, what is with this extra noise? Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's why I just stopped talking, because it had to be right fast. Um, like, I'm recording, I just said. I'm recording my podcast, and here you go. Um, right. <laughs> um, okay, back to what I was saying. Uh during Issa's conversation with Kelly, like, I've been wanting to root for Issa because, you know, it's her show, it's her perspective. We want her mm-hmm. to win. But how does she not think to, like, I didn't know she wasn't contributing any, like, she's not giving Daniel money for nothing. And she's not cleaning up after herself or after them or making a meal here and there, buying a takeout, like she just she's really just Something. on the couch. And Bumming it out. I have been that person <laughs> in my life before. Um I've been on the couch when I moved to New York. But I tried to like at least contribute to the household mm-hmm. um before I actually started contributing with cash. Like I just I don't know. Like, how do you not even think to make it a little easier on that person or whatever? Because they're letting you say they're saving you thousands of dollars a month. Thousands, even for the right, especially in LA or whatever. Right? Like, they're he's saving her mad money so she can stack her money and move out. Meanwhile, she hasn't taken out tr- the trash. She hasn't cooked a meal. Not like she got to be in there making Sunday dinner, but like throw together some hamburger helper or something. Yeah. I actually overheard a conversation with someone um, today with this exact same thing. So, um, you know, family friend is allowing someone to stay at their house and, um, you know, got evicted was it his family got evicted and so like not any fault of his so like hey you know you can come stay here kind of get yourself together my understanding is that it has been at least over six months it might be closer to a year but I won't push it but at least six months let's just say at least 2018 and I just found out today you know as I'm ear hustling well actually just flew in my ear I was minding my own business you know how that goes (laughs) <laughs> and yeah, no, no rent, no groceries, 
No, hey, I was at your Shinoya. Do you want a beef bowl? Like, n- nothing. You're not, nothing. No light bill. No, nothing on the water. Uh, not bringing a gallon of milk yet. Like, nothing. But has gone and done, you know, a lavish trip, at least one, if not two. Um, and when, Stop yeah, and when confronted, I would have kicked that with, person out of my house. <laughs> I would have kicked that person straight out of my house. Right. Like (laughs) your suitcase, you already packed. Like just stay outside because absolutely not. Absolutely not. And, and so, I mean, this person is, is younger and the person that's, you know, giving them (laughs) refuge is older. And so I think they feel like, you know, it's almost like, this is something you're doing this for me or, um, and, and it's not a child, like you're a grown man, but I, I feel like it's some sort of, you know, like, like you're at home with your parent, except you're not like, this is not your parent. This is somebody who is, you know, doing something nice for you, as you said, and, and sees that you have fallen on hard times and may not be making a whole lot of money. So, Hey, Come stay here and get yourself together. But if you're making enough to then go and do something like that for yourself versus, you know, I needed to, you know, get some money together so I can have a car so we can make getting to work a little easier um, or whatever. But I feel like this, when you're staying with somebody and you're in that kind of situation, and I believe Issa is doing that too, like you need to keep that person in the loop. Like you really are out of this whole privacy game. Like you need to tell them like, Hey, I'm, <laughs> I'm only bringing home X amount. What is it you know, going to be for me to stay here? You need to be real open with your communication. Oh, you don't have to pay anything. Okay, cool. What can I do though? You know, to be able to make things easier on you or the time that you feel that you're going to stay there. If you need to extend the time, like you need to be communicating all the time you can't just i'm just gonna lay up and grow barnacles on somebody's couch and just hope they don't ever ask me to leave meantime in the meantime i'm just gonna you know live my life because i don't have the responsibility of the rent i'm just trying to figure out how you don't feel some kind of way like even if you are unable to do it i just don't know that i would ever feel comfortable just i'm gonna just stay here mm-hmm. <laughs> And I mean, shout out to Issa for like, you know, maybe she just, and maybe she didn't view it that way because she's, she's on the couch and she's trying to stay out of Daniel's way. But, and she, and she has been keeping him in the, in the loop about like, hey, mm-hmm. um, you know, give me another week or I'm really trying to save or, you know, so maybe she didn't feel like she had to, and she's, she's not out there flashing the cash and going up. I would have kicked that person out. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. You, you do not go on some internet. I don't even know. I'm adding details. Um, right. right. <laughs> I mean, I'm for that person, right. it was good. Okay. It was, it was, it was like a $500. Uh, it was like a, this big concert or whatever. And it was, I think the, the weekend pass or whatever was like $500. So that's just the golden concert. I don't know. You gotta get an outfit. You gotta get a whole. Yeah. Kicked out. They are out of my house. 
Um, and yeah. I think that's just right. Right. So Daniel, you know, I think Issa, I won't put her on that level. Like she's trying and she's, she's, she's lifting like she told Kelly. She's trying to make some extra cash. She's working. So I, you know, I don't put her in that category, but I'm like, it amazes me that it took Kelly to be like, you're not cleaning, you're not cooking. Okay. But at least she she jumped into action. It wasn't like, no. And she just let it be. (laughs) She like got to work. Um, and that was cool, um, because she could, you know, do some stuff for him. So when he comes home, when he came home and he was like, you on that bullshit, I thought, did you think he was talking to, about Issa cleaning or about no, else? uh-uh. It was about, knew, it was about, the, it was it was about the spider, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought okay. she was going to take it that way. But I, when he said it, I was like, oh, shoot, that guy's flaking again. And I thought she was going to be like, what? You know, and I was like, dang, they're going to ruin the moment. But yeah, totally I, didn't. Yeah, didn't I go was down. probably tweeting at that time. So I thought he was mm-hmm. talking about Issa, like, this is a trap. You clean it. But okay, okay. Good to know, Daniel. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so they end up going to Faye. She ended up volunteering to go to Faye Dodo's and old boy um, flaked on him. He's trying to hook up with Spider. Um, and he doesn't want to, I, I thought this was really interesting that he didn't want to go by himself. Um, so we're starting right. to get little, little details about Daniel. Cause when we first meet Daniel, I feel like he was by himself. He was by himself at Maverick's flat. Cause he ended up like giving her a ride. Oh, so, he wasn't with homie. I mean, he wasn't with anybody. she ended up in his car by, by maybe he, met them there I don't know right. but like they okay. certainly left together it wasn't like Daniel Issa and the homies mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so you know we've always seen as viewers we've always seen Daniel as like this confident guy he knows who he is he, he's into music he's working on his craft and this episode we really start to see that that's not exactly the case like he is working on his music he is grinding. He's not the confident guy. Like he he's unsure about going to his club by himself. Um, so she volunteers to go and then when they're not on the list, like, he's ready to go or wait in the line. And then they happen to see this Khalil guy and then he doesn't really want to take help from Khalil because mm-hmm. I think it came out that um like he taught Khalil basically how to produce and now Khalil's like doing it and Growing he's still up. yeah he's still like trying to get put on or whatever so his ego is like hurting at this moment and for the first time we see Daniel is not who we have seen him to be this whole time mm-hmm. and I think it is at first I was very very worried like I, I was really worried that I would end up disliking <laughs> disliking Daniel because when you start to see his ego kind of, you know, puff up and him being like, "Mm -mm, I don't need that. I'm good. Whatever. Like, it's just troubling, but he made a turn. So yeah, I thought, I thought it was really, really interesting. And that whole issue with like him and Issa kind of miss their like working for the common good, but not communicating, not just being honest about it. 
So like mm-hmm. when she goes to the bar to get him a drink, she's like, oh, let's, I'm going to buy you a drink. And he's like, well, your card is set up. Don't get declined. <laughs> um, <laughs> so she goes to the bar and from the outside perspective, he sees her talking to a guy and he's, you can tell that he feels some type of way about that. And right. from Issa's perspective, she's not really into the guy. She's not into the guy at all, actually. And she convinces him to buy her a drink and a drink for her friend, Danielle, Al, who is really Daniel. <laughs> and from Issa's perspective, she sees Daniel talking to these two chicks. But from his perspective, <laughs> there are two girls asking him if he still sells weed. And once they found out he's not selling weed, like, then they bounce. Like, it's just all of these. Like, I just need them to talk honestly to one another, and then we could just cut through all of this. Please. But then I guess the show would be over, so we need to have all this funny business in between. And speaking of funny business, and it's like a few steps back, but we finally met Vanessa. Well, Mm. at least we met her face. (laughs) Right. Right. I don't know. I was like, maybe I need to go back and look. I don't know why I thought she would be like a dark skin girl. I don't, I don't know. But in any event, uh, I was like, oh, I think that's Vanessa. And, you know, they're in bed and she's up on the laptop and he's like, what's how you start your day? You just go right at it. Um, and she's like, yeah, pretty much. And, you know, having this surface level conversation as far as I'm concerned. And ultimately, you know, it's like, when are you going to go home? Like, that's what I got from the whole thing. He, he had been staying there for a couple of days to give Issa some room. And Vanessa's like, child, when are you going back to your own space? She does not seem bothered that Issa is there. Matter of fact, she's like, go back and crowd your home, girl. <laughs> I'm going out tonight. Which becomes even more funny when, you know, Issa asks for that extra time on the couch. And he's like, oh, you know, Vanessa is not really cool with you being there. I'm like, liar! Yeah, I saw that as as his defensive mechanism. Like, he's trying not to care as deeply as he already cares, clearly. So he's He's trying to, like, make it Vanessa's issue so he doesn't have to come out and say, like, hey, I think I think you should leave next week. So if he can put it on Bye. Vanessa, that's whatever. Um, but speaking of Vanessa, like, Vanessa's canceled, in my opinion, because her and her, <laughs> like, she don't care about his music. She's not Mm-mm. listening to him when he's talking about anything. She's already scrolling on social media. And then she's like, oh, light skin love is so great. Or something, something dumb. I'm like, yeah, have I you didn't seen like Daniel? That. <laughs> are you, are neither one of y'all light skin, number one, Vanessa. All right. Um, But like, have you seen a dude you were just sleeping with? That's. That's what you want to say right now? Lifestyle. I love light skin love. Girl, you are so canceled. Yeah. You're over, Vanessa. If I see Vanessa again, I'm going to punch Daniel. Maybe. Like, <laughs> it's just, what are you doing? Because so, he knows. He knows Vanessa is not. He knows. Because as soon as he said right. that light skin thing, he was like, what? <laughs> right. Like, exactly. He knows. 
So I expect not to see Vanessa unless Daniel's just trying to lean into his cabinets and be a fuck boy. Like I just, it's oh, possible. Oh, I thought it was hilarious oh. that he was dressed up in the Playboy sweater. I was like, oh, oh they're just going no. all the way in. They're going mm-hmm. in. I was like, oh, they're going full Nuke Nation on this joint. I just expected somebody to come out strolling, somebody to hand him a mirror oh, when he was walking down the stairs. Like, it would have been dope. But yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see what other Nuke, <laughs> what other KA side references pop up in clothing and or shimmying choices throughout the episode, throughout the season. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Okay, so we're back. We're back at the club. And, you know, Khalil's gotten them in. This was the part that had me cracking up before the drinks and everything. He's like, hey, you know, come fool with me at my table. I have, you know, tables here. And then he's like, oh, yeah, we have a table too. Look. You were just locked outside. Like, you almost didn't even get in. Like, that's when you know ego is so big. You're not even thinking about the fact that you sound dumb as hell. Like, you <laughs> you couldn't even get in without this guy. And you want him to believe that you have a table. But Khalil was real cool. I will say that. Like, sometimes you can put somebody on and they will act like you didn't put them on. They will act like you didn't teach them what you taught them. They will act like they got to wherever they got to without you. And I thought it was real cool that, you know, he was just like, this is my dude, like, this is my guy. And got them in with no problem, invited them to his, you know, his table, ultimately introduced them to old boy. It's just like, you know. He was trying to show love, and I can appreciate that. I mean, he didn't necessarily say like, "Oh, he put he put me on, he helped me become who I am." But I, you know, he didn't try to act funny style on him. Like, you know, now that I'm this big producer and you're kind of, you know, struggling down there, he didn't treat him like that. He was just like, "Hey, come to the studio," you know, like let's get together, let's do something. And um, I thought that was real cool as well. Shout out to Khalil. Shout out to Khalil. I was really waiting for him to front Daniel off, and you're right. He did not. And um, I don't even think I really picked up on that because I was so paying attention to, um, you know, Issa and Daniel that I wasn't really thinking like, oh, Khalil's really genuine when he's saying these things about Daniel because I was so in the um, Daniel perspective because you can see Daniel was like the student lion He's just fake. Right. He's not really. He's not really genuine about it. He don't really care about me like that. But at the end, I mean, he, he, Khalil was consistent throughout this whole episode. Right. He flips the script on the next episode or in subsequent episodes, and we can, we can go in on Khalil. But you're right. He was very, um, you know, in the way men do. They don't really typically fawn or oh, you know. It's not like he fell all over himself. Like, oh my God, Daniel taught me everything I know. But right. he was very um, interested and available in like, come to the studio, let me hook you up with Spider. And Spider was not interested at all. So that's the, <laughs> that's the thing. Who like, is Spider, that dude? Do you know him? I do you know, I like know. in real life. His I face looks so familiar to me. And I, 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 I got to figure it out. I don't know anybody. 
Um, <laughs> it's so crazy. Like I'm the one who writes about entertainment, and I don't. I, whenever Andrea and I go to events, I'm always like, Andrea, who's that person? Who's that? <laughs> this is so and so from such and such. You like have their names. I don't. I don't know. Anybody. Um, I might know their face. Well, we're a good pair. Yeah, we are. Yeah. We are. Um, <laughs> if it was left up to me, I would not know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Spider's not interested. He's interested in some drama going on, and then and then some shots ring out out of nowhere, which is quite quite typical. Uh, it's quite possible in LA clubs. Yeah, yeah. Man, I okay. So this scene, I mean, I don't, I don't even know. Like, okay, it's been a while since the party I've been <laughs> has been shot up. However, I feel like our whole teen years, teen years, were spent running from fights and and from like possible shoot ups and all the way yeah. up until that one fine Omega Sci-Fi party <laughs> that, mm, that has some gunshots and then we stuck around like gunshots gunshots everybody left we we gave oh, it about God. half an hour and then we, we went back to the party to hang out oh, my and everything was cool I know. and I put my life in danger it was years we ago, were young and dumb and hanging with the bros. Shout out to nineteen eleven. Right. They will grow all of nineteen eleven will ruin your life, by the way. Throw <laughs> oh, no. the whole throw <laughs> oh, the no. whole November and January. Uh, I guess your life is not ruined. Yeah, I'm like, I'm doing okay. Uh, sorry. Sorry to poke a hole in your theory. <laughs> on a personal note. This is, excludes Andrea's personal life, who happens to be enriched by a member of Kappa Alpha Psi. Kappa Alpha Psi. Uh-huh. Um, but he might tell you he ain't shit either. Like, until y'all got together. Anyway. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> Pre-me, I don't I mean, know. I know. Y'all, y'all make a good pair. Anyway. Um, yeah, so... <laughs> The interesting thing about this scene is that Daniel shields her, right? Like, ah, uh, mm-hmm. shout out to Daniel. Shout out to the noobs. For, uh, I was like, you have been going hard on them. I know. Really I, don't even, I don't even actually care. I think it's just funny. Um, I don't have anything personally, just FYI. I don't have anything personally. It's just jokes, y'all, for real. It's just jokes. Um, mm-hmm. It's all in the visual love over here. Um <laughs> But he shields her from, you know, possibly being shot, even though shots don't come down where they are. And I thought that was just another little nice detail about Daniel, um, even though he was, you know, his maybe that's a detail about like his stereotypical manhood. Like, he, he was in a very vulnerable place with that whole... I want to call him Tiger. That's not who he is. Spider. Spider mm-hmm. situation and having to, like, go and kind of be vulnerable and talk to this dude that he's trying to work with and dude is not really paying him attention and then his his former protege comes in and kind of helps him out. But, like, when things go bad, he's willing to try to protect Issa. And I thought that was cool. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And well, like many of us, they got the hell out of there. (laughs) Bang, bang. It's time to go. They ran. Um, (laughs) They ran. They were fall down the stairs. I was like, somebody pushed her. Some dude. Listen, (laughs) shout out to Daniel for being a real one. Because the girl who went flying down the stairs, it was like a dude pushed her down the stairs. It's like, girl, get out the way. Go. (laughs) Cram. That's so not funny, but it is funny. Yeah. This gave me a flashback. Uh Essence Festival the past year. Uh, shout out to Vincent. Vincent and I were walking around Bourbon Street adjacent with our drinks mm-hmm. in hand. Um, I think it was like one or two o'clock in the morning. And all we saw were a bunch of people running. <laughs> we saw a bunch <laughs> of people running. So you know what Cedric said, when you see black folks running, black folks run. And while <laughs> I did not like full on run because I didn't hear any, you know, I'm from LA. Like I didn't hear any like shots or shouting. I just saw people running. So I, you know, I was like, Vincent, let's go. We walked rapidly. <laughs> I didn't I didn't want to spill my drink and my feet were tired. So I walked really rapidly with the people. And then I was like, Where what what's going on? Nobody knew in in true black folk fashion, nobody knew That's why hilarious. anybody was running. Like at all. They just knew to run. They just saw people running, so they ran, and nobody knew why they were running. But in this case, F.A. Dodo, which we have been to in real life, um, Mm -hmm. people ran for good reason (laughs) because they shooting. Yes. (laughs) And sometimes it's better to find out what happened or what didn't happen and still be alive than, you know, <laughs> trying to right. investigate and find your ass in the situation. So, I mean, that's the difference between us y'all. and white people in horror movies. Y'all, they, <laughs> white people in horror movies go invest. What's that? Let me go. Right. Here. I'll be right back. Like, you're not coming no. back. You Mm-mm. are going to die. <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> black people are not going to be on to stay here. I'll be right back. <laughs> We are like, out. Like we out. You that can, is true. You can we gotta get out of here. Want to, but I'm I'm mm-hmm. down the block. Uh, apparently at the Brock. So in your notes you have Brawley. I thought that was um. I thought that was uh. What is that other place? Not Lisa's. What is that place on Pico and La Brea? Uh, Lucy's. Yeah, That's not where they were. Lucy's. Though. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Where are they? They're I wasn't in, in Inglewood. Oh, the one, the one on Crenshaw? They were on the one on Crenshaw. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe because I've oh, never... Oh, another one? See, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's multiple. Oh. Maybe because I've oh, never seen not. anybody there at night. I know <laughs> I, I haven't. I think it was You're right about that. And I had what? that same thought. I was like, they chilling out there? I mean, I've been to Brawley at, at night, or yeah. after dark anyway. But oh, like, I you get your stuff and you go home. But I've, I've never been here sat out in the broad daylight, <laughs> and it was like well lit, and I was like, "It's looking like yeah, something no, else." But yeah, this ain't no. the broad daylight. I know, right? In Inglewood, <laughs> y'all, that's cute. Um, maybe that's 2018, probably. Huh? I don't know. That is, we that we is would be 90, probably. Huh? <laughs> and and that's that didn't a go no for me, dog. That is an absolute no for me in the 90s. Um, <laughs> Unless you wanted to get shot. Like, you just came from the 30s 
that almost got shot up. To go to the Brawley Hut to actually get shot, like, I'm good. But um, shout out to my mom for taking me to Brawley Hut first. I think we had like a ham. <laughs> this is real random. We had like a ham sandwich. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Not a hamburger, but a ham sandwich. Shout out to Cosmetics. It must down to the bush sandwich. <laughs> um. These people don't know nothing about that. These people do not know nothing about that. We used to, so Andrew and I were college roommates. We were college roommates. And we go back. Surprise, we graduated. Um, Because (laughs) we would be up at four in the morning. (laughs) Uh, We watch a lot of stuff. Drunk watching Cosby (laughs) Mercury, which had most deaf on it, (laughs) who was my fave at the time. So. Shout out to most. Shout out to most. Yes, yes. Those are good times, man. And mercy. So, okay, we're at the Brawley Hut. I was like, where? We're we're at the Brawley Hut with Issa and Daniel, and you know they're having a, a good conversation, clarifying conversation. It's just where he's like breaking it down that you know he doesn't feel like he's advanced and that he's done, you know, much of anything. He feels like, you know, every time I think I'm getting out of the blocks, you know, I'm kind of stuck here. I realize that I haven't moved as much as I thought I did. And, you know, she's very reassuring. And I didn't, you know, (laughs) when people say things like, you know, and I saw it today on Facebook and people say things and they talk down on themselves people will automatically come out the woodwork like girl or dude or whatever, you know, you know, you're, you're awesome. You're wonderful. Cause that's really what you're supposed to do. <laughs> like you just, mm-hmm. you really, you know, as a polite person, you don't just want to leave folks hanging when they're feeling bad. But I really did not get that from her. Like I didn't get that she was placating him. I think, yeah, I, I doubt that she was being genuine. Like I, she really thinks he's a dope producer and she believes that he has what it takes. And she communicated that to him. And I feel like in that moment, you know, he felt it too, like, you know, as cocky or as much ego as he had earlier in the episode, you just saw him really deflated. Um, but hearing her and listening to her and being with her because clearly he wouldn't have even left the house if she didn't say pretty much like, come on, like, let's, let's go do this, you know, and setting him up uh, for the win. Cause she even ran interference with Khalil. Like, let me get you away from spider so he can actually talk to him. And, um, you know, she was like a dope homegirl in that moment. Like that was, that was true friendship. Um, and I, I love seeing that. And I hope <laughs> that neither one of them mess it up. But I, you know, I just, I like the exchange there at the table. And then of course, you know, it bleeds into, you know, Hey, there's nothing wrong with asking for help because Khalil did offer and, and it was just like, eh. and, you know, Issa says, hey, you know, take it from me. 
it's hard to ask for help. You know, when I put myself in a position, I have to ask you for extra time. And this is where my heart, my little icebox melted. Because he was just like, yeah, like, okay, you know, Mario. it's cool. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to do a little dance right, right here. Yeah. Why am I doing a little icebox shoulder dance? Like, wow. That's right. I'm so cold, I'm so cold, I'm so cold. That used to go. Come on, Omari. That was, that was a hit. That was a hit. Yes. Yes. So, yeah, he's like, you know, you can stay, um, and not so not just you can stay as long as you need to, but I really like having you around. And, you know, quite frankly, in a relationship, you, of course, want to have all the fuzzy feelings, but nothing compares to somebody that enjoys your company and somebody whose company you enjoy because life is full of stuff. And so, you know, certain days you're going to feel happy, certain days you're not going to be bothered, but, you know, just truly being with someone that you can be with when you're sick, when you're well, when you're up, when you're down, like that makes all the difference in the world. And so that's when I was like, "Mm, there it is right there. You know, they really, really, they're friends. They like each other. They love each other. They definitely have chemistry. Like, this is perfect. As long as you don't mess it up. Ah, as long as you don't mess it up. And that's exactly what will probably happen, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Because it's cheap, right? So we end on this very... (laughs) You can tell, like, when, you know, Issa's over there stretching her neck and Daniel comes Mm -hmm. and gives her the wackiest massage ever. I was like, are his hands moving? So if there's if Daniel has a fault, clearly he needs to work on his massage game. It well, maybe like he didn't want to go into. We're in Me Too no. right now, so we got to. Maybe he wanted he to already, see if he was already touching her. So he's already <laughs> risking a Me Too movement moment. Oh. At least make it a good massage, brother. A good like at least good. put oh. some thumb or something in the. Pressure points because he was not like you do all this passion into your music and your guitar and this is what you give her on a massage. Okay, whatever. That's but hilarious. He seems to like it, and he goes over there to go back to work in. Oh no, he tells her that he can she can sleep in his bed, and I'm like, oh. mm-hmm. and then he Girl. tries to clean it up. You know, he was like trying to test her out. He was trying to test her out. Yeah, and then he was mm-hmm. like. She didn't respond fast enough, so I'm going to be up working. You got a whole bed to yourself. And Mm -hmm. then, okay, sure. (laughs) Sure thing, Bob. Um, And so then she's she's not tired, so she goes to listen to his music. And this is how I know Vanessa is canceled, because she don't give a damn about his music. So, yeah. uh, It's for you, for your, you know, prediction, your, not prediction, but your, um, your hope. But I wanted to is, see. Is, mm-hmm. is looking up currently. It's looking up, which means it's looking mm-hmm. down because we got a whole lot of, <laughs> we got a whole lot of season left. Right, right. I mean, it's currently oh. on the rise. 
which means we can only go down from here. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Did you stick around through the credits to see like the previews for next week? No, just because I know we were trying to get get a move on, but I am going to go back. But okay. did you want to talk about it? I mean, I mean he, you know. he Daniel broaches the subject. Well, from the from the next from the little snippet that was on, um, they're having a they're having a conversation in bed, and he they're talking about something and you know whatever, and he's like, "Is that all you want?" And I was like, "Oh, suck it, suck it now." Mm-hmm. But I feel like she's like, no, like, "Yeah, that's all." I'm yeah. <laughs> Oh, before we before we leave off though, and before she went and jumped in the bed, um, she got a call back on a property manager job. So yeah, and then for me, it looked like she felt a bit conflicted. Like her and Daniel had a great night, and then boom, she got this message about property manager job, which would be free rent. I'm assuming, but like right, and she would move. And he had just said, yeah, you can say. And I felt like that, too. I was like, oh, she's smiling because she's not getting rejected, finally. But, you know, the reason she didn't tell him, because clearly he said, well, you know, what's up? But she didn't tell him because, yeah, she wants to stay, which is the reason she's there in the first place. She's Mm -hmm. cut the bull. Yeah, it really is. It really is. Hopefully they will be able to be honest with themselves and each other going forward. Mm-hmm. I'm curious Let's hope so. See, since we didn't see Molly this week, I'm curious to see um, how Molly adjusts to life after Dro and yeah. if Dro pops up again. I feel like he'll... I haven't seen oh, yeah. episode, so this is not a spoiler. I don't know, but in my bones, I feel like he'll be back. Yeah, she's probably just picking her face up off the ground after he hit her with the. <laughs> don't be asking about what me and my wife talking about. Excuse you. Oh right. yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Lots more drama. I, I felt like this episode went by really quickly and I don't know man I would love longer episodes but I know that that's you know it's harder for everybody to pull off and we only get eight and we're already two episodes in so I'm already feeling yeah. like what's gonna happen this season because we're already let's see one that's the toughest part for me my math is still in. yeah, <laughs> we yeah we're fourth away yeah, we're one fourth mm-hmm. of the life. And I think that's the part I dislike. It's like, I I like, and especially now that we're doing this, you know, 30-minute episodes, cause it's still a lot to unpack um, and think about. But yeah, that there are only eight of them. It's like, oh, you're going to be done in like five minutes. So I know. So part. basically, guys, we want more insecure. <laughs> we want more insecure. We, we want more insecure. You're going to have to beatbox it like Daniel beatbox. <laughs> he was like, whoosh, whoosh. I can't even. He was beatboxing <laughs> her ear in the club. And then Issa, Issa and Rae, yes. the non-character, 
tweeted that he didn't even spit in my ear. Like, oh, Elon oh. is so talented. That boy good. That boy good. Yeah, I like that moment too. And it was a dope, you know, switch up to the beat. So I will say that. Whoever that was, shout out to you. Look at them having their own little brown sugar moment. I'm here for it. <laughs> yes. The perfect verse over a tight beat. I watched mm-hmm. that last week randomly, but, you know, I like that movie. When I moved to New York, Brown Sugar was the only DVD that I had. So I watched, I watched that movie. Like, I don't need to watch it for the rest of my life. I would probably still know all of the words. And yet, when it comes on TV, I watch it because I, 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 I'm a huge Mosef or Yasin Bey fan. And, you know, hey, can't, can't beat Mosef and his delicious and nutritious, uh, what was it? Delicious and nutritious meals. Delicious and nutritious. Yes. Him trying to get with Latifah. And his uh, his champagne flute. The champagne flute, yes. <laughs> so I'm they were all so good in that movie, but he was stand out. He definitely was. Yeah, I'm here for um. This is a DJ. So that was the end of our insecure episode, folks. I'm here for Napoli Ever After. We did not see Black Klansmen since we just it, it was too we ran out of time. Schedule. Um, mm-hmm. But I would love to do a, a Napoli Ever After recap or something debrief. When I think it comes out. When does that come 21st. out? Twenty first. I think the twenty first on Netflix. Oh, okay. So, so we have time. Well, Bobby yeah. Brown comes out before then, so we gotta. Oh, put we are yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. Because I'm here for it. New edition story was the bomb. Um, it was. Well, thank you for listening to our third episode. Yes, I believe. Our third yeah. episode. Third episode, but Insecure second one. Yeah. Yes, second episode of Insecure, third episode of Drunk Watching. If you have any feedback, maybe you want us to discuss a particular moment from a past show. Or if you watch Sunday's episode and you want us to talk about a particular thing, shoot us an email at hellodrunkwatching at gmail.com or send us a tweet or Instagram DM at drunkwatching. Um, And we will be back next week holding it down. I'm about to head out on a road trip uh, to you. I just returned. (laughs) I just got off the road. Pray that uh, that I make it through Mormon country and, (laughs) Mm. and, uh, we see all the dinosaurs and, you know, and, uh, white water rafting or whatever we're trying to do. Um, that we make it back in time for insecure so we can live tweet. I think I'll be, actually, uh-huh. I might be in your neck of woods uh, on Sunday. I'll be in um, Vegas. We'll, oh. we'll be on the way back. But we're staying overnight in Vegas and then coming home on Sunday. Oh, show. Oh, show. Well, guys, thank you so much for being on. Remember that you can reach us on Instagram and Twitter at Drunk Watching. Please follow, tell a friend. And also, you can drop us your feedback by email at hello drunk watching 
at gmail.com. So we look forward to hearing from you and seeing those five-star reviews. Follow us. Listen. And subscribe. <laughs> subscribe on every subscribe. podcast uh, platform. We will see you next week, guys. That's me. I'm out. That's me. I'm out.